Hello and welcome to the Seems Legit Podcast, hosted by your favorite craft beer drinking, whiskey sipping, bourbon appreciating, sushi eating, steak craving, speedo wearing, tell it like it is, poker playing guitarist, the dude himself, the dude Sonny D. I want to thank you all so much for tuning into this episode of the Seems Legit Podcast. I want to thank you all for the continued and growing support uh, here on the Seems Legit Podcast. If you aren't already doing so, please follow me on both Twitter and Instagram at the dude Sonny D. Want to give a shout out to our friends of the podcast. We got Vegas Squares Podcast, Sports Talk by Sports Fans for Sports Fans. Check them out. They cover the entire gamut of uh, sports, college, professional, you name it, they cover it. Uh, we've got Zero Gravity Games down in Fayetteville, Georgia. Uh, stop off there. Uh, give a big uh, hello to uh, Ronnie Mac and Justin uh, from the dude Sunny D. They'll appreciate that. Go visit them for any used, rare, and vintage gaming needs you might have. Up here uh, locally in uh, Winnipeg and in Manitoba, we've got B-Boys Honey, locally sourced and made honey. I'm a big fan of their cinnamon honey. You can find uh, their products everywhere, co-op, local delis, everywhere. Uh, We've also got Skin Dimensions, Tattoo and Piercing. They have walk-in Saturdays starting at 11 a.m., I believe. Check them out. Uh, If you're looking to get a small piece done, don't want to book an appointment ahead of time, get there uh, early, get a spot. Uh, they have walk-in Saturdays. Kelly and Glenn are fabulous tattoo artists, and Claire is a uh, piercing wizard. Uh, she does a great job. And last but not least, we got Selfix Doctors, located at 666 St. James Street. Please visit them for any cell phone, tablet, and screen repair needs you might have. Mention the Seems Legit podcast and receive 10% off. All right, let's get into it. Uh, when I wake up in the mornings, I like to kind of go through, I have some websites I go through, whether it be TSN, I go to, uh, MMA junkie is another one I like to go to. I go on my Snapchat and check out the daily mail, just see what there is, what interesting things are going on, what can, uh, kind of lead to a podcast, uh, episode. And I saw a story, uh, there's a UFC event coming up this Saturday. Uh, main event is Rose Namajunas defending her t- uh, women's strawweight title against Jessica Andrade. Uh, that's a cra- That's going to be a great fight. Uh, spoiler alert, I am picking Jessica Andrade to dethrone Rose Namajunas. Uh, big thing with combat sports and any kind of one-on-one thing, matchups make everything. And whilst Rose Namajunas was able to beat Joanna Jacek, Jessica Andrade has looked like an absolute beast. And she has fucking cannonballs for hands. Like, oh my god. She touches people's chins and they just go straight to sleep. Um, for that division, she is a frightening, frightening, frightening competitor. Um, but nothing to take away from Rose Namajunas. I mean, she's really turned it on lately. Um, she had the two big wins over uh, Joanna. Uh, we can talk about those fights in another episode, but it's amazing because Rose Namajunas also is one of those people that had lost some big fights. She fought for the inaugural strawweight title, lost to um, Carla Sparza. I mean, she was young in the sport and all of that. She lost to Carolina Kavalkiewicz. Um, is it Carolina she lost to? Yeah, I want to say it was Carolina. Um, whoever it was that fought, um, oh God, who fought Joanna, she lost to them. Is that uh, title uh, fight? Uh, is that kind of number one contender's fight? So, I mean, it's it's a weird kind of conundrum with Rose Namajunas, who's now the champ. Uh, and that happens uh, in divisions. All of a sudden, someone's the champ, and then they look like a world source. Sometimes they look like a champ, and they just have benefited from good matchups, whatever it might be. 
Uh, I think this can be an interesting fight. I do think Andrade, though, will uh, get the win. Uh, she's just so strong, so powerful. Uh, I think she gets the job done. Uh, but anyway, yeah, it was Carolina that uh, beat uh, Rose. Anyway, uh, regardless, uh, moving on. Yeah, Carolina Cavalcavich, because Valentina Shevchenko is the one in the bigger weight class. So, yeah, it was Carolina Cavalcavich uh, who beat Rose. Anyway. Um, one of the interesting things or storylines in that fight is, uh, Clay Guida versus BJ Penn. And Clay Guida has been like the ultimate, just workhorse fan favorite, just barn burner fighter. Like he just fucking goes in there and beats the crap, um, out of his opponents and sometimes gets the crap beaten out of him, but he fucking fights and I give him uh, a ton of credit. That being said, he's going in there against a, a fellow kind of legend of the sport. Now, Clay Guida will be a legend and might and will probably go in the UFC Hall of Fame for his contributions and being a fan favorite. Never held the belt. BJ Penn, for a long time, has been and was regarded as the greatest UFC lightweight champion of all time. I think because of the longevity of his title run, uh, the fact that he was fighting the best of the best at the time and beating them and making it look relatively easy. It wasn't until he ran into a guy named Frankie Edgar that things uh, kind of derailed for him. And also he changed coaches. When he was champion, he had this coach, I forget his name, but he used to actually push BJ. And he and the coach was known for his extreme kind of coaching methods. Like he was a tough, nasty, hard coach. Brought out the best in BJ. BJ was it, it has family money. He's a wealthy guy. And... It's hard when you have that kind of wealth, that kind of success to stay motivated, to have someone yelling at you and putting you in your place, so to speak. So I get where the struggle came from and, and where BJ let him go as coach. I think that was a big mistake career-wise and as a fighter um, because BJ's never looked the same since. Uh, the only fight he really looked good in after that was a welterweight fight against Matt Hughes. It was their trilogy fight and he knocked out Hughes, I think, in the first round. Other than that, he had a weird uh, majority draw against John Fitch. He had a fight against Nick Diaz, uh, which a lot of people wanted to see. I wanted to see it, uh, where Nick Diaz just looked like two weight classes bigger than him. And, I mean, they looked – BJ Penn looked good in the grappling exchanges, but once the fight was on their feet, Nick Diaz was on a very different planet than BJ. Um, the size was just way too much to overcome. And – it was kind of the beginning of this weird tailspin for BJ Penn. He recently lost by submission uh, to Ryan something uh, via heel hook, uh, which was kind of sad to see because that was always the thing with BJ Penn. I mean, his boxing's always been good, his toughness, his submissions, but now to see him lose the submission game was one of those things where it was like, okay, what does he really have in the tank left? And I'm a bit, and I've been a big BJ Penn fan as a fighter. Um, he has some personal issues outside of the cage, which I'm not going to discuss right now. Um, there's some pending charges or something that were laid against him recently. I'm not sure about that. I don't have enough information, so I don't want to talk about that. But I want to talk about BJ Penn as a fighter. And a lesson here we can all learn from any kind of competitive endeavor. And it's that sometimes past glory can be our biggest enemy and can be the cause of current failure sometimes when we've had such and i mean there's other things that go into fighting right there's the there's the potential brain injuries there's the head injuries there's the body injuries wear and tear you name it all of that all of that's completely valid i get all of that 
But forgetting that, forgetting the externalities, forgetting all of that nonsense, let's focus on the task at hand here of drawing some kind of lesson here that we can apply to ourselves. And that's that keeping things into pers in perspective. You see it a lot in poker. Uh, where guys have had success at one point, they've had success at a different point, and then all of a sudden now they don't have, you know, they're not winning bracelets anymore. Doesn't mean they're not successful, doesn't mean they're not still having good tournament runs, cash game success, whatever it is. But things change. Games evolved, competition evolves, and sometimes either we haven't evolved or we've evolved incorrectly, we've developed, we've grown incorrectly, whatever it might be, we can't rely on the past as being always that kind of predisposition to be successful currently. And I don't know how long this episode is going to be. It might be a shorter one today. And uh, I want to get this one out there because I think it's an important lesson for a lot of us to take in mind about reminding ourselves the things that are working, that we're doing that are correct. Those good behaviors, those good training practices, those good practice pra um, habits, all of that... Uh, whatever it might be, getting yourself in the right headspace. And I'm not just saying this in terms of fighting or poker, whatever it might be. It's in any endeavor. It's, you know, if you're a musician, um, whatever your profession might be. Um, you know, I look at it even working in the financial sector, right? Staying on top of information, looking at trends, reading, uh, doing your research, all of that. You know, listening when the presenters come in, especially if it's a, if it's products you're you know you sell or you promote to your client base, whatever it might be, understand how things are evolving, how things are changing, how new information, how new developments, new technologies are all changing the way things are done. Online poker, for instance, is very different now than it was ten years ago. It's very different than it was fifteen years ago, and when you think about that. You think about the growth of the sport, you think of the development. Now with all these softwares out there, I mean, there are people that can break down basically every fucking hand you've ever played. And you see, and they advertise it. No, that's the new stage in online poker coaching. Oh, we're going to break down every fucking hand this person played to show you how they're a cash game beast. Well, fuck, what's the point then? You know, and that's kind of one of those things to remember is that there's oh that if if you're playing uh, online poker, right, and that's how you're earning a living, remembering that fuck all of your things are tracked, all of your moves, all of that can be studied. I mean, that's pretty fucked up when you think about it. And people have that information. Your opponents have that information. I know for myself, um, I kind of consider myself uh, for a long time. Uh, I, I, I've always enjoyed heads up poker really have. I think it's a great way of measuring where you stand directly against a particular opponent. I love that aspect of it. Um, and for a long time, that's, you know, I ground out playing, uh, heads up, sit and goes, no limit, hold them, limit, hold them, pot limit, Omaha, whatever it might be. And I really enjoy it. And I still play a lot of heads up. Uh, last year, I played the heads up uh, 10K at the uh, World Series of Poker. Uh, for those of you that don't know, I think I came in like 40-something place. Uh, so, woo. Uh, didn't win the event. Justin Bonomo ended up winning it, and that guy was on a fucking tear. Um, but, again, it was interesting because my opponent that eliminated me was one of those ones where, as, as I kept telling uh, my, my friends that were there and people kind of coaching me and helping me, I said, you know, the scary thing isn't running into a big-name player. You know, any of these guys that are supposedly the best of the best, I don't fucking fear that. 
I'm just as good. I fucking know I'm just as good. I believe that. I know my knowledge of the game, my skill set, my understanding, my ability, all of that. I can go toe-to-toe with them heads up. It's a no-namer. It's someone who I know absolutely fucking nothing about. That's what's scary to me. And that's what I ran into. And as soon as that's what I ran into, I thought, oh, shit. Here we go. And it's amazing how, even in that aspect, right, how many times have I beaten no-name players before heads up? How many times have I beaten, you know, everybody's a no-namer online. How many times have I done this? But for some reason, I was letting, I don't know what it was, but I was getting into my head, but getting in there from the wrong directions. And maybe it was, again, because of that, oh, well, you know what? I can grind this one out, whatever it is. And rather than adapting, dealing with the player at the hand, I was focusing on shit that happened in the past. And sometimes we allow that to happen a little bit. I'm sure it happens all the time. Um, you look at different professions. It happens all the time. You let past successes dict- you know, give you a predisposition that, ah, oh, this one's going to go the same way. I'm sure it happens all the time in all kinds of fields. It's important that we do what keeps us successful, understanding how we ourselves may need to evolve, change our knowledge base, change how, um, you know, our outlooks on things, change our mindsets. It's super important. And it's, it's part of that growth process. And growth fucking hurts. Hence why there's that expression growing pain. That's a real thing. That's why kids get in pain as they're growing. Um, and they can't explain it, why their bodies feel uncomfortable. Um, you know, from the inside out, I remember that when I was like a teenager and preteen, like, just fuck, you just can't feel comfortable. And it's you're growing. It's no different than when you're in university, you have headaches all the time, fucking life sucks, all of that shit. And you're still there and you still grind it out. And it's because it's growth, it's brain growth, it's intellectual growth. And it fucking hurts. But you need to do it. You know, you train hard so the fight's easy. You know, and that's kind of that attitude in in, in most of life. It's funny because, you know, uh, Jess and I, we have this discussion about how, you know, education does make you overall better and, and whatnot. And one of the ways it makes you better, in my opinion, is it helps you with that ability to understand and train your brain and self for mental and intellectual growth. Um, gain, you know, a lot of professions, uh, you know, endeavors are, are very intellectually based, right? So it's that idea of, you know, being able to push yourself through various subject fields. You don't have, when you go to university, you don't have, oh, hey, I have one class, one subject that I need to master. No, you got four or five across a spectrum of subjects that you need to stay on top of all of that fucking information over such a short period of time. Like I look back at it, I'm like, fuck yeah, university did suck. Um, And it is hard, but it does prepare you to be successful in real life, right? And I'm not saying everybody has to go to university or whatever it is. But I mean, that idea of educating, that idea of picking up books, reading material, seeking information to educate yourself. Um, When it comes to training, right? Not getting stagnant. You know, I know like for myself, going to the gym, a big part of that is what makes you successful? What helps you get, you know, in the health and physique or whatever it is you might want to be in? Well, it's when I can go and I can push myself and I feel better at, you know, I feel like I've worked hard at the gym. If you're doing the same exercise at the same resistance or at the same pace day in and day out, well, eventually your body gets used to that. And that's no longer a push. 
So now almost, and that's why I think you see some people that get kind of counterproductive about going to the gym. Ah, I'm not really getting the same thing out of the gym. They stop going. Or the gym itself becomes kind of counterproductive. It's like, ah, fuck, I hate going to the gym and whatever. So they stop going. Instead of increasing that, it's not that, oh, you need to keep pushing yourself. It's that, it's that feeling of satisfaction, that feeling of hard work. That's what's doing. So how do you get that? Well, sometimes it's pushing yourself. Sometimes it's adding a new exercise, right? Sometimes it's staying on the treadmill longer, going on the Stairmaster a little longer, increasing the incline, increase, increasing resistance, whatever it might be to get you that level of satisfaction. And... You know, it's, 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 and, and it's like when you're studying for anything, right? It, when you, when you learn to cook, you learn to cook very basic things. And then it's from learning those basic things that you develop the techniques to be able to make more sophisticated things. And I mean that even as a, as a home cook, I'm not talking as a chef in a five-star restaurant or a three Michelin star restaurant. I'm not talking that level. I'm talking like at a good at home, you can be proud of your cooking, invite people over to eat your food. Um, I consider myself that I love cooking. I'm, I'm very proud of my ability to cook. And as an at home cook, um, you know, my understanding of, of, of braising food, roasting food, pan frying food, um, barbecuing food, mixing flavors, getting the most out of my food, all of that. I take such great fucking pride in that. Uh, so when it comes to seeing and, and doing that, like I look it back at how did I start? Well, it started by whisking the, you know, mixing the eggs for scrambled eggs. Cracking it. Actually, probably started with learning how to crack it. Actually, no, I think I got my mom cracked the eggs first and then I would mix them and then she'd make the scrambled eggs. Then eventually, pardon me, you learn how to crack eggs, learning how to chop onions, learning how to handle a knife, how to turn food on a, a pan, how to put food onto a hot pan and not burn yourself. You know, all of these things, getting used to it, understand that, yes, yeah, splatter happens. Okay, fine. I don't need to cry and get on every time a little bit of hot oil gets on me, right? And I'm, and I'm talking like, you know, fucking spoonfuls of it. I mean, that little tiny splash that kind of almost tickles when it hits your arm. It's that weird feeling. All of that starts somewhere and you can't let, and you have to keep moving forward. And I think this lesson here with the BJ, with BJ Penn, and when I was reading some of his, um, possible, you know, or some of his kind of last 10 fights and some statistics on his recent kind of fight history. I was very scared and very alarmed and saddened by what I was reading because I know this happens to a lot of us. Uh, it's no different than when you get into university, for instance, in your first year, you were a superstar student in, in high school. Everything came easy to you. You're an athlete, you got nineties and everything. Oh, I don't even need to study. A lot of us are guilty of saying that. I was fucking guilty of saying that. I don't need to study to be smart. I don't need to study to get good grades. I can just review it. Whatever. I'm naturally brilliant. A lot of people say that. And that only gets you so far. And you quickly, as you get older and as you work harder and learn more and, and develop more and become more socially and consciously aware, you understand things that even when it comes to intellectual development and your own intellectual development, it's not so much that, oh, I didn't need to study to understand things. It was... I have an ability to understand, decipher, you know, utilize, store information, access information once I've taken it in. That's what you've mastered. That's what you're good at. Your ability to problem solve, for instance, whatever it might be, 
So now it's how do I apply the real skills, the underlying skills to be successful? How do I get away from that habit of the past and move forward and have success on an ongoing and forward moving basis? And it's, and it's very difficult, especially when you've had past success, especially at very high levels. Um, and I talk to people and I've had friends where, yeah, you know what, they won a lot of, you know, trophies and accomplishments in sports at high school and junior levels. And then all of a sudden they get to adulthood and it's like, you know, they don't feel like an athlete. They don't look like an athlete anymore. Those days are so far gone now, you know, but you cling to those memories and they cling to that and they, you know, and they, oh, remember the time. And I've done it too. I remember this. I remember that. We all do it. There's nothing wrong with reminiscing and being proud of ourselves, but we can't let that dictate our current and our future. And when I look at the the case of uh, of a fighter, and I and I and I'm just using the B, and I, and it's not that I'm trying to pick on BJ Penn here. BJ Penn is one of my you know in, as a fighter was one of my favorite fighters and is one of my all time favorite fighters. Um, not in so much of oh yeah he'll win every fight he's in no, but just of what they accomplished during their peak times. I really had a lot of respect for what BJ Penn was able to do, and it's sad. And I'm using this as the learning lesson here for today of just that concept of, you know, that, that past success can sometimes be hindering our ability to move on. Sometimes we have to let go of things and move on to new stages of our life. Is BJ Penn going to be lightweight champion again? I don't think so. Is he going to be featherweight champion again? I don't think so. Or not again, ever. No. Is he going to be welterweight champion again? Doubtful. But does he still have some good fights in him? Maybe. But he needs to get some things sorted out. He needs to now do that reflection. He needs to look in and say, is this something I want to do? What was I, if this is something I want to do, how do I do it in a way that's going to make me successful? How can I do this in a way that I can go forward, know that I have put in my absolute best and can, and these are the results that follow. And if that is the case, then maybe that is when you say, hey, all right, this fighting thing isn't for me. But it's tough. And that's why you see, you know, people that can't let go of certain things, right? The people that, you know, they can't let go of, of, of playing a sport. They play it and play it and play it and play it and play it. You know, they play seniors hockey, beer league hockey, whatever it is. And, and if they keep it in perspective, they have fun doing it. Yeah, I'm not scoring, you know, I'm not a stud player anymore. I'm whatever. They can have a healthy attitude about it, fine. But it's when they don't and they think that, oh, this beer league game and me running out there and, and busting my ass and all this, this leads to an NHL contract. It doesn't. And sometimes it's hard to do, but we have to let go of that past to have success and enjoy the present. Um, and, it, and I look at that as, you know, and I'm saying that even for my own self, I've had to do it understanding, you know, even in university, I had to understand like, wait a second, if what is making me success, what made me a successful student? Okay. What well, was X, Y, and Z? How do I re, how do I do that again? How do I find success again? Um, in poker, in music, whatever it is, don't let, and, and don't let others discourage you. Don't let what other people are fucking doing, getting your way. We live in a day and age and there was, I, I had read a lot of articles and stuff like that headlines about the dangers of social media and Facebook and Instagram and all these things because it's true it does become because you can create what you want on these things and people do that people aren't going to show the times that they're fucking pissed off they're not going to show the times things went badly for them 
You know, nobody's going to show the time of, oh, they look like a complete idiot playing a sport. No, they're going to show the times of, hey, I'm 30 and I'm still scoring three goals a game in beer league hockey. Okay, but they're not going to show that they haven't scored a goal in 47 games or three seasons. They're not going to show that. Unless they, and sometimes they do, and they have a different perspective on it. But keep that in mind, right? When you see, oh man, you know what? I hated that person. Look at how perfect their life is. Fuck that. That's a dangerous headspace to get into. Don't fucking do that. Okay? Focus on you. Doing you. Being a better you. A more productive you. A happier you. What brings you happiness? What brings you joy? What brings you success? What makes you the best you that you know you can be or that you have been? And finding those, you know, those deep-seated tools, those rudimentary, those fundamental tools and things that do that, and now applying them in your current and present. And if that means changing endeavors, well, what made you a successful nurse? Okay, well, it was this, this, and this. Okay, if you can't do it in this setting, is there a way of changing the setting? Can we change some variables to apply those other things and, and bring you some happiness, bring you some success, bring you some joy again? You know, whatever it might be. And I think that's something, uh, It's a, this is, a, you know, a lesson here we can all take from, uh, just from, and it's something even as simple, it's amazing how, you know, so, and, and I'm not saying everybody needs to be a UFC fan or should be a UFC fan. If it's not for you, it's not for you. This is just how um, um, me happening to come across an article and looking over some statistics and being like, whoa, okay, wait a second here. Like, they're forgetting the physical dangers and whatnot of what's going on in this particular case. Let's look at how we can all learn from this and move on and grow from this. And, and hopefully we're getting some of that. And, 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 I, and, and a big part of me doing the Seems Legit podcast is doing that for you, is hoping that all of you, uh, all of you listeners out there are getting something, something that makes you happy from this podcast, something that can help you gain some happiness, help you as we move forward, grow forward, become better selves. Uh, that's a big goal of mine. So I'm happy, you know, I was really happy when I came across this article because it, it motivated and inspired, uh, today's talk. So I hope this episode has kind of maybe shed some light on some of our own stumbling blocks as people, as we grow, as we move forward, as we, as we develop as human beings, as we look at our lives, you know, as, as we look at what makes us successful in every aspect, even relationally. What makes us successful in relationships? What makes us happy in relationships? You know, what makes us happier people? You know, what do I need in a relationship to make me happy? What do I do in a relationship that makes my partners happy? What made them unhappy? How do I avoid those fucking behaviors? You know, looking, you know, looking to the past and then say, oh, well, every relationship I've had has been shit. Well, that's a horrible, way, a horrible way of looking at it. But there's a learning lesson there. You're damn right there's a learning lesson. Because, wait a second, there were probably things that kept you around or got you to those relationships. So what were they? What made you happy? What put that smile on your face? What gave you the butterflies in your stomach? What were those things? Find those things, figure them out, and apply them in a way that can make you happy. You know, I look at that all the time. Relationships are always a constant growth and learning process. How we relate to others, even in friendships. You know, that's why I say how we relate to others. You know, understanding, you know, and as you have, you know, when you look at your best friends, right? You're always learning things about them. 
You're always learning how to do, how to handle, how to, how to bring out the best in each other. You know, what buttons can you push? What buttons should you not push? What, you know, how do you get the most out of them? How do they get the most out of you? How are they there for you? What do they do or say that gets you like, you know, that gets you motivated, inspired, whatever it might be. So keep that in mind. Hopefully we can learn from this is to not dwell or focus or let past successes be a predetermined for stagnation. We, it's always forward motions. And I always say that in, in a lot of things. All right, let's make some forward motion here. Even when we're leaving, I'm packing things up. You know, we've got Jess, we've got the kid and being like, hey, forward motion here, let's go. Uh, because you can't focus on the past. It's gone, it's done, it's over. You learn from it and we try to move forward motion in a positive direction. Hopefully this episode um, has hit us all somewhere. And, and as I said, if we can get some takeaways from that, I mean, then my job is done here and on this episode. And hopefully this, epi and, and this episode has been successful. That's all I'm trying to do. That's all I want to take away from this episode is give us something we can learn from, something that we can apply, improve our day, and, and then some lessons we can apply and improve our lives. I thank you all so much again for the continued and growing support here on the Seems Legit podcast. Uh, really, it means the absolute world to me. I thank you so much um, that you basically give this guy who plays guitar, plays poker, who tells some jokes, um, time in your day. Uh, when you think about that, it's really incredible and I'm really honored by that, that all of you choose to do that. You actively make the decision to incorporate me in your life. Uh, that, that really means a lot. Um, and I'm really touched and flattered by that. And hopefully I can, uh, you know, not hopefully, and I can continue to do that for you and, and help you along your journey as you guys are helping me along mine. So I thank you all so much for that support. Big shout out to all our friends again of the, the podcast. We got Selfix Doctors, uh, Skin Dimensions, Hatchets, B-Boys, Honeys, Zero Gravity Games, Vegas Squares Podcast, all wonderful. Check them all out if you have the chance. Um, if you aren't already doing so, please follow me on both Twitter and Instagram at the dude Sunny D. I thank you all so much for tuning in this episode. Have a wonderful weekend. It is uh, Friday as I record this, so have a wonderful weekend. Take care and bye bye for now.